Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Friday, the Friday that the Justice Department finally issued a partially redacted version of the sealed affidavit, the FBI affidavit supporting a search warrant. There are some major headlines in this affidavit. As far as we can tell in the open sections, not the part that are still redacted that mostly includes methodology and witness testimony, this appears to be a criminalization of a document dispute between the National Archives and the former president of the United States. That's what Kevin Brock said on this show a couple of weeks ago. He was fearful of, that appears to be the case today. In fact, just a few minutes ago, I had a chance to talk to Kevin Brock, and he's reviewed the search warrant, and he basically says, the problem call statement does not address, unless it's in the redacted sections, the key element of the statute. Whoever possesses or acts in an unauthorized or legal manner. The publicly exposed statement doesn't establish that public that Trump acted in an unauthorized manner. They acknowledge news accounts of Trump advocates stating that Trump had full authority, but then there's nothing in the unredacted section that I could see that firmly established why he was unauthorized. If so, now keep in mind, Kevin Bach, the former intelligence chief of the FBI, former assistant director, worked for Robert Mueller. I want you to listen to this last sentence. If so, they, the FBI, just searched a man's home who, who they had no cause to assert acted in a legal manner. How a magistrate signed this is mind-boggling. How about that? from the FBI's former intelligence chief. That's a pretty big deal. All right, folks, we've got a great show for you today. I'm very excited. First up, there's only one man that can make claim to this, the founder of PragerU, one of the greatest thought leaders in the conservative side, a great columnist, a great radio host, literally a great thinker, a great advocate for American freedom. Dennis Prager is joining us for most of the show. We're going to have him here for an extended period of time. We have a lot to talk about, the state of America, and of course, the student loans. He has PragerU set up to help young Americans. I'm pretty sure Dennis Prager has a pretty strong sentiment about this student loan program that Joe Biden did. We're going to have him first. And then Congressman Warren Davidson, former military veteran hero. He's here to talk a little bit about the state of the Biden national security apparatus, Ukraine, China, so much going around the world. Two great guests. Now, I want to get back first, though, to the FBI search warrant. It broke just a little while ago. I think there's several important points. I think Kevin Brock caught one of them. There doesn't seem to be a clear articulation that the president had unauthorized access to the documents. I think the second thing that's clear is that a tactic the FBI used during the Russia FISA warrants against Carter Page, that it was 
sorely rebuked for by the Justice Department Inspector General. Well, guess what? They used it again. They cite media reports. They cite media reports as some of the evidence to make their story to the court. We know how well that worked or how poorly that worked for the FBI during the Russia collusion case. They cited Yahoo News. It turned out to back up Christopher Steele's dossier. It turns out that Christopher Steele was the leaker of the Yahoo News article, meaning it was circular intelligence. The idea that the FBI raided a president's house based on comments in news media like Breitbart and CBS local Miami affiliate, that should trouble us. It certainly is a red flag to some of the people that I am talking to today. I think a third thing is there is the unmasking of one name. They didn't protect one name. The name is Cash Patel. And he is somebody who has been under the skin of the FBI since 2018 because he's the former chief investigative counsel that unraveled the Russia collusion case with former House Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes. The fact that they left his name unmasked is pretty remarkable, really remarkable in there. And Cash Patel just issued a statement saying, I believe the FBI, I believe the FBI endangered my safety with this. Pretty remarkable. So these are a few of the things that there, I think when you hear a Kevin Brock, who, by the way, is a pro-FBI guy, he's been defending the FBI. He worked as its intelligence chief, so he knows about intelligence matters like classified documents. For him to say he doesn't believe probable cause was established is a big, big red flag. And I think we all should take it that. There is wall-to-wall coverage of this on justthenews.com. So go check it out. You won't be disappointed. Great stories. We have the news media angle. We've got the Cash Patel angle. We've got the main bar article that goes you through it. There's a separate posting where you can read the document itself. All of that's up. And we'll have more things, including more breaking news tonight off the television show, because we've got Congresswoman Claudia Tenney. We've got Kevin Brock coming on the TV show. We're going to have a really good show. Don't miss that. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Dennis Prager, then Congressman Warren Davidson, back-to-back right after this. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, 
AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews. And extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. This next guest needs no introduction. He is the inspiration behind PragerU and one of the greatest conservative thought leaders in this country and for a very long time. Dennis Prager is joining us today. Dennis, great to have you on the show. It is my honor. Thank you. We love what you do. You're inspiring an entire generation of young people to be responsible, to have values. And then the president of the United States says, you know what? You can walk away from ten dollars to $20,000 of that student loan you signed on the dotted line for your thoughts about how remarkable this moment is this week. You know, uh, I say to myself regularly, and I, and I probably say it as well uh, on my radio show and elsewhere, it's hard for me to imagine yet another utterly nihilistic statement or or act by this president or but it's not i'll explain why this president's irrelevant but by by the left in this country and then i am I'm, I'm proven wrong some we we the nadir is never actually reached the moral nadir so i'm i'm covering one day that 5 year olds are told that they're not a boy or a girl and that if you if you oppose that uh you will be canceled. And then I think we've really reached the nadir when we're supposed to say men menstruate and believe it. And then the next day I'm told, if you paid off your loan, you're a sucker. The American uh, government wants you to know you're a fool for acting responsibly. You saved up, you worked hard as a parent or as a student or both to pay for college. And you did. Oh, God. You guess you didn't think like a Democrat. And I, I, what, what, what is there to say? It, it, it borders on, on evil. Uh, but of course, most evil masquerades as good. This is, this is what is very rarely acknowledged. Very few of the greatest evils in the last century, or even in history, said we're evil. Uh, they that's why intentions are of no consequence that's why wisdom is everything i what is there to say this this is so awful not to mention the the corruption of our universities if you if you take money from the state as a general rule you have sold your soul and and that that is what divides left and right do you, do, you believe, do you believe that the state is a benevolent force or a malevolent force? And uh, as I point out regularly, every genocide of the 20th century was caused by big government. The only exception was the Hutus massacring the Tutsis. Right. Yeah, that's right. That historical precedent is unchallengeable. You have so many ways that you communicate so brilliantly with the public. You've got the radio show, you've got the university, you've got your columns. 
You wrote something back in June. I've just left it on my screen this whole time. It's always been, it's been in my bookmark because I thought it captured the modern essence of this far left movement that has taken over the liberal party of, of America. The column was entitled, What Do Men Give Birth and Defund the Police Have in Common? It's one of the most provocative columns and it's done so succinctly. But describe what those two statements say about the intent of the far left. Well, we live in the age of the absurd. <laughs> and yeah. uh, that's really important that people recognize that. Defund the police, that if police are funded less, we will have less crime, is is a, 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 an absurdity. I, I have a, a five-year-old grandchild. If I said to him, if we spend less money on police, do you think more people will do bad things? He would say yes. Everyone would say yes until they went to college. You, you, you learn to become stupid. And I mean this literally. I don't mean it as an attack. I mean it as a description. You become stupid in most cases in college. The only exceptions are the kids who have an ideological understanding or commitment to truth and the kids who were drunk for four years. I can't stand alcohol, but I, I see a positive virtue in drinking for four years in college. You, you might not take the brainwash seriously. Yeah. But <laughs> That's the, the I, upside. I, I list, I list in that column, I think eight or nine absurdities. You, do you do. know that I, I said, it, and it went viral. People could see it on YouTube. I was on Bill Maher's show two and a half years ago, actually coming on three years ago. And and uh, I he said, oh, Trump is a liar. Trump is a liar. I said, doesn't compare to left-wing lies. He said, oh, yeah, like what? I said, like, America is systemically racist and uh, the left-wing lie that men menstruate. And he started to laugh at me. The whole panel on stage did, and the entire audience laughed at me. And he said, what are you talking about? Who says men menstruate? This is not three years ago that I was laughed at on a liberal left show for saying that the left says men menstruate. The speed with which people accept gigantic lies and absurdities is breathtaking. It is. And, and it's so amazing because we have such a wonderfully resourced country. We have an extraordinary history rooted in liberty and we have lots of education and resources. How did we get to this point that absolute absurd statements become reality for 40, 50 percent of the country? Is it all go back to education? Yes, but but there has got to be a route to that. And I, I, I know the route and most, not most, half the conservatives don't agree with me, which is you know sad, but I can live with it. The root is the root uh, is secularism, and uh, Chesterton put it perfectly. It's ascribed to him. I don't know if he actually said it, but the quote is, "When when uh, men stop believing in God, they don't believe in nothing; they believe in anything." That that is the root of everything. Yeah. Amazing. Take the moral virtue out. You can believe anything. You have some amazing lines in this column. And I, every time I read it, it puts a smile on my face because it just captures it all. But there's a point in here. Marxists support the obliteration of the male-female distinction because the only distinction that matters to Marxists is that of class. Boy, you think about that. That's it. That's why we're having these silly debates. That's right. Yeah. It's just amazing. 
Well, you also have lots of hope. You always have solutions. And I know one of the things that you saw firsthand virulently is the effect of cancel culture and censorship, which is one of the greatest abridgments of our freedoms. You've been the object of it, the target of it. Where do you think this movement goes? I mean, Truth Social has proven it can survive. It's catapulted some songs to number one. Is there an alternate ecosystem that we have to build to defeat the efforts to take our liberty away? Yes, that's the only way. Uh, I, I am for disengaging. I'm for engaging and disengaging. Fight, for example, at your local school board level. But either they go or you go. Either you get rid of the people who are ruining our children or you take your child out. But you, you cannot keep your child in and think irrationally that your child will not be affected by, by having drag queen story hour when your child is five or being told that America is an evil society founded by bad men. I mean, I, I don't know why any parent keeps their child in such schools. I take it back. I do know why. They think it's, it's going to be uh, economically unfeasible to homeschool and so on. I have answers to that, too. Grandparents should pay the difference. A lot of grandparents have more money than their children. And, and uh, they should uh, make an offer. Whatever you lose in income because you're homeschooling your children, my grandchildren, I will pay uh, for that, uh, that missing uh, income or I will pay a lot of it. But uh, I, don't, I don't know how people can put money above the, the welfare of their children. I, I rather uh, live a uh, hundred miles from my place of work and, and afford a much cheaper place to protect my child. Yeah, it's the most important job we're given in life. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's right. This election seems to have, every election, I know we always say it's the most important in our lifetime, but this one seems to have enormous stakes for the future of the country, whether it's in spending or in policies that we're going to go, whether we're going to have an 87,000 new infused army of IRS agents. When you look at this election, what is the fundamental question that voters have to decide when they go to the polls in the fall? Do you want to be governed by the left or not? And that's what every single Republican should campaign on, and they don't. They campaign against their opponent. They don't campaign against the left. It's a terrible, terrible, maybe suicidal mistake. Yeah. It is irrelevant. It, the, the Democrat is irrelevant. Irrelevant. I never talk about Joe Biden. He's irrelevant. If it was Kamala Harris or, or if, if it were Nancy Pelosi or Adam Schiff, would it make any difference? Of course not. Name one senator, Democratic senator, other than perhaps Joe Manchin or, 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 or Cinema. That, name, okay, maybe there would be a little difference. But overwhelmingly, it is irrelevant who the Democrat is. They could be nice. They could be articulate. They could be good looking. It is irrelevant. They are as damaging as the Communist Party was to Russia. It's so fascinating that a philosophy has become so predominant and so quickly. I mean, it's really interesting. You mentioned the Maurer visit, and obviously you did get laughed off, but it wasn't that long ago. A few weeks ago, he was slamming the Democrats for obliterating the distinction between men and women. So how quickly they turn around when they see it actually manifest itself. It's fascinating to... Um, well, they don't turn around. I think Bill Maher is an outlier. That's right. I, I, the average Democrat 
doesn't give a damn about this issue. They, they have only one. They've been brainwashed. I know it because of my extended family. They all vote Democrat. They really believe the danger is on the right. That is that they were they were raised to believe that they haven't veered one iota and, and they're still voting for Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah, that's right. In their mind, that's what they're doing, right? Yep. Yeah. It's so fascinating. So, all right, take me through this thing, because I think, you, I think you're on the right strategic thing that the Republicans are missing about the opportunity in this election. Stop talking about your opponent. It doesn't matter. What's the language? What's the message that a Republican trying to drill home this idea uh, that you don't want to live under the left's rule? Every, yes, here's the message. It should be on every billboard, in, every Republican billboard in the country. Everything the left touches, it ruins. Wow, that's a powerful statement. There's plenty of evidence now. Yeah. And I, 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 I list 20 examples in another column. People should look it up. It's on the internet. Everything the left touches, it ruins. There is no exception. Music, art, children, journalism, science, medicine, everything the left touches. The left is pure nihilism. Yeah, it's uh, and the record is there. I mean, I, I'm thinking about this even in the in uh, Pennsylvania Senate race. You got this guy Fetterman. This is a man that actually, in a state where overdose deaths are at epic highs and the third largest number of deaths in the country, he's advocated for legalizing heroin. Let's put more opiates out there. When people realize that that's the the statement of some of these candidates, I, I, they have to wake up. They have to realize this isn't the America that we we intended to be. Do you think voters are waking up? I, there's going to be the, the true believers on the far left, which who are very different than traditional liberal liberals like Maurer or Alan Dershowitz, who remain liberal, but they're traditional liberals. Do you think the rest of America, if you take the 20 percent of the absurd out, that they're ready to say we're done with this? The very fact that you ask the question shows that we yeah. don't know the answer. We don't. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's, tra it's tragic. It's tragic. My relatives are wonderful people, and they will vote Democrat. Thank God, not my children. That that would be crushing. Yeah. Well, uh, you have not only your children, but you have a whole generation of young students that you've influenced and been able to give values around the education system that tried to tear them into a different direction. Talk about where PragerU goes next. It's such a remarkable force. I can't tell you the number of times I've run into a young person. I oh, what an impressive person. They're, oh, you know, they have some connection to PragerU. It's really remarkable. Where does it go next? How do you help more and more young people free themselves? We've expanded enormously in the last year and a half to little children. Wow. We, we, we were very appealing to, uh, to teenagers and people in their 20s. And now we have a gigantic program for kids just to teach them beautiful things. It, 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 it doesn't even, if you read this stuff, it doesn't even sound political. But just to teach beauty and to teach that America was founded by great men is now considered political. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yes, it is crazy. That's exactly right. <laughs> but uh, any anyone listening who doesn't know about PragerU, it's my last name with a U or university, either one, uh, we have a billion views a year, and 65% uh, are under 35 years of age. Wow, that's impressive. You should, you should, people should walk with me through an airport. They would be touched. The number of young people who come over for selfies. I believe it. I, I meet these young people when they're just out and about, and the connection and, and the, the, the great, they have a sense of gratefulness that 
somebody took the time to to get that poison out of my mind and give me the truth about it. There, there has to be a reckoning for the education system. And the uh, universities have always been a breeding ground, but now it's down to the K level. Do Republicans use the power of the budget in this next round if they get back into Congress to radically change uh, education or, or do they surrender like they've done for the last 10 years? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's, it's unfortunately a rhetorical question. Yeah. We don't look. In general, politicians live in bubbles. They're so preoccupied with getting reelected. And I don't say this is a criticism. I understand it. They're so preoccupied with the next bill, the next vote, the next uh, the next fundraiser uh, that they, they they don't even have time to read. So they, they a lot of them are are not aware of the damage. The, a lot of Republicans in, in the Congress, both the House and the Senate, I really believe don't understand the threat that the left poses to this country and to Western civilization. They don't know that they took Shakespeare's picture down from the Department of English at the University of Pennsylvania. Democrats don't know it, and Republicans don't know it. So, or at least Republicans in, in, in positions of power. They say it's a very, very big problem. That's why I say if they ran against what the left is doing, they could win. Folks, this is, this, this is not a race between me uh, Joe Blow and my opponent Bill Blow. This is a, this is a, a a race for this the survival of this country as we know it. The left hates it, and it is unworthy of of its hate. That's what this vote is about. Forget me, forget him, or forget her. It is about th- about America. It is not about me. Yeah, such important words. It's that moment where people have to really realize that's the stakes. Last question. The raid on President Trump is so remarkable on so many different levels. But this idea that there's an acceptance now that the group in power can use the forces of the law enforcement to go after a critic without even thinking of the consequences or the opposition leader. Have we reached a moment where that's become normalized? Because that's the danger point when it becomes normal. Well, under the left, it's always normal. This is not new this is new to America, but it's not new to the left. The, the, there is no example in the history of the left since Vladimir Lenin in 1917 that the left has allowed dissent. There is no example. Liberals allow dissent. Conservatives allow dissent. The left has never. So the, by sheer fluke in my life, that was my major, communism. I was one of seven students at Columbia to major in communist affairs. That's what it was called. I didn't know that. Yeah, Amazing. no, it would, it would be no reason you would know it. But I, I was at the Russian, <laughs> I was a fellow at the Russian Institute at Columbia University. I, I, wow. I learned Russian. I went to the Soviet Union a number of occasions. I, I went to Eastern Europe regularly. I, I know communism as well as I know uh, religion. And I write, I'm writing a Bible commentary, volume three, right. coming out <laughs> right. in October. Uh, I, I really know communism well. And uh, there is no example of the left allowing dissent and the, or the left not using the government to suppress dissent. Right. So since the Democratic Party is now a left-wing party, not a liberal party, this is now normal. Amazing thought. It's an amazing thought, but it is true. I, I see it in my reporting. I see it in the facts. I see it in the documents. It's just extraordinary. 
Dennis, you are an absolute treasure and your wisdom needs to be spread even further than it already is. And I, I can't thank you enough for the time today, all that you do for our young generation, for all generations. And uh, can't wait to get you back on again soon. It was a real honor to have you on. It would be my pleasure. Thanks a million. Thank you, sir. All right. God bless you. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down. And my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Excited to have this next guest. He comes right from middle America. He's a straight talker. And I know a lot of people in Ohio are talking about what's been going on in Washington this week, the transfer of the forgiveness of all these student debts, the continuation of inflation. We have no better guest to tackle that than Congressman Warren Davidson. Congressman, great to have you on the show today. Always an honor to join you, John. Thank you. It is an honor to have you on. I just get a sense. You, you've got your finger on the pulse of middle America. You're in one of the great states in the middle of our country. What are real people thinking about what Joe Biden did Wednesday? Oh, they're fired up. I mean, people that scrapped and saved and, you know, ate ramen noodles and grilled cheese to make sure they could pay their bills at the end of the month without going deeper in debt. 
parents that saved money for you know their whole kids' lives so that they could pay for college because no one was there to pay for theirs. Uh, now they're supposed to pay for your kids to go to college. Uh, they're highly offended and very upset by uh, Joe Biden because they know it's not canceled. It's just transferred off of the people that borrowed the money onto their back. And their their solution is pretty simple. You took out a loan, pay it back. Yeah, that's what we all do. That's that's, that's a really responsible thing to do. And yet all of a sudden we waved a magic wand and say, oh, you can you can have out from someone else. I'll pick up your tab. It's just remarkable. I want to ask you, because you, you had a tweet that I think is, gets to the next phase of this battle, which all right, uh, we know that Joe Biden's done it, but there's a real question about the legal authority to do this. I saw you called it unconstitutional. This has a real chance of, like some of the other things that Biden has done that got reversed, getting reversed in the courts, right? Yeah, look, I, uh, we're in our district office just telling people when they call in about it, uh, you know, what do we do? Well, don't count on having that money because uh, we don't think it's going to stick. Um, you know, just like Joe Biden, he knew that the eviction moratorium was wrong and he didn't have the legal authority to do it. He did it anyway. Uh, he's not constrained. He doesn't feel that he's constrained by the Constitution or the law. Uh, and, and so hopefully the courts will make it clear. No, no, you, you have to actually have a, an appropriation. Just last year, Nancy Pelosi said the same when she was trying to build support for uh, Build Back Better. That's right. Uh, you know, you don't have the le- legal authority. We have to pass a law. So, you know, I think that's going to weigh heavily and, you know, there's no money appropriated for this. Joe Biden can't just, uh, you know, magically create uh, three to five hundred billion dollars and give it to whomever he chooses. Yeah, no, it is. It's just remarkable. And I assume this ends up in the courts pretty quick. I saw some people today, uh, Job Creators Network, other places already preparing lawsuits to challenges. So it seems like that's where it's going to end up and probably exactly where you said it. It's going to be found to be unconstitutional. So pretty interesting you earlier this year, I remember this, and I, I thought it was one of the funniest pieces of legislation, though very serious. I think you were one of the co-sponsors and introduced the Fauci's Incompetence Requires Early Dismissal Act, or the FIRED Act. It looks like Fauci finally got the message and fired himself early. Your thoughts on not only his legacy, but the opportunity to reboot public health and after the disaster that he gave us with coronavirus. Well, kudos to my staff for coming up with the acronym, Uh, but it it really is about more than just, uh, you know, Anthony Fauci. Uh, You know, when we talk about, you know, going after the administrative state, uh, there there are all kinds of bureaucrats in there, just like Anthony Fauci. He was under the radar for so long. He'd pop back up, you know, when AIDS was there and then he'd go back into hiding and then, you know, everyone would move on, but not Fauci. He's still there wrecking things. Uh, and we have to find these folks and root them out of government. And, you know, term limits are one of the best ways to do that. I support term limits for members of Congress. Uh, but fundamentally, if, if we're really going to change the na- nature of the country, we have to get after this administrative state. And this would have put a term on, uh, you know, his position, uh, not just him personally. But thank goodness he's gone. And uh, daggone it, the attorney general better be just as vigorous about enforcing subpoenas from Congress uh, with a Republican majority, as he has been uh, enforcing them against Steve Bannon, as an example. And uh, I am confident that Dr. Fauci will be subpoenaed and required to give uh, lots of testimony before the House and the Senate. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's going to be clear in his calendar as well. I think maybe that was Kevin McCarthy that said that, but uh, it's going to be a big one. You have been one of the early advocates of putting those term limits on federal bureaucrats, particularly those in the leadership positions. 
A lot of people seem to be rallying around that. We had Claudia Tenney on the show earlier this week. She loves the idea of term limits. Is this something that actually probably if Republicans get into control of Congress next year, that you can actually get it done right in legislation? Well, I think the hard part is Joe Biden's not going to sign a clean bill like that. It's like, what do we get in the negotiation? So there's three things next year that have to pass. Uh, one is the debt ceiling. And just like any, you know, you need a bigger line of credit, whether it's for your business or a personal credit card, the, you know, the negotiations usually, what are you going to use the money for and what's your plan to pay it back? Uh, and, and Joe Biden doesn't have an answer for the pay it back part. You know, he thinks you can just keep printing money or issuing it by executive order, I guess. But, uh, that's going to be a crisis. And, you know, he'll say Republicans are shutting the government down or defaulting on our debt. And no, we're not. We're just going to make sure we don't actually default on it in the future. Uh, We can see that um, collision happening now. Uh, There'll be a farm bill next year. And then uh, there'll be, you know, just keeping the government running. And of course, we want to fund the government. We just can't continue to fund a government that doesn't secure our border or, frankly, continues to politicize every daggone thing in the world, whether it's the FBI, the CDC, National Institutes of Health, National Science Foundation. And you look at things like NPR, you know, we could get woke left views for free. We don't have to pay for it uh, with the national public radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My propaganda outlet. You fought for this country as an army ranger. You believe in the security of the country. You've been really concerned that some of the steps that the Biden administration is taking, whether it is on ESG or now on some of the digital currency issues that they're really mimicking China and playing into China's hands. I think you had a great tweet about a week or so ago, change the money, change the world. That's what China wants to do. Is Biden playing into their hands right now? You know, he had an executive order that uh, he's got things coming due in September and October uh, from Treasury and others, uh, you know, on central bank digital currency, on ancillary things like stable coins. Uh, I think the you know law is clear. The, the Federal Reserve and Treasury don't have authority to issue a central bank digital currency without legislation. But we see issue after issue, he doesn't feel the need for legislation. He just poof, less created. And, uh, you know, we're going to need to make sure that we check that. Uh, the idea that we could copy China, you know, they're building the most, I mean, frankly, the creepiest surveillance tool known to man, uh, and they're linking it to social credit. So the central government would not just uh, have a, a, a ability to put pressure on banks to disclose what you're doing with your finances. And you see how popular that was uh, when the public thought the banks were going to start reporting transactions, any bank account with $600 or more in it for the year, they're going to report all those things to the IRS. Uh, You know, there's a lot of public outrage. Well, here uh, under the Chinese system, uh, under central bank, centrally controlled, centrally managed central bank digital currency, uh, the government would literally operate the network. They could see not just that you went to Walmart, but specifically what did you buy. Uh, and uh, that, that's a lot of insight into the finances. When you take the next step and link it to your social credit score, which is really all ESG is, environmental social governance, is, a, is really just a social credit system. And people think of it as applying to businesses. But if you've got investments in your portfolio, odds are good that uh, the people that manage your investments have assigned an ESG score to your portfolio as well. Uh, Democrats in Congress have held hearings on this, and they've literally held hearings on nationalizing the credit rating system. So they've all but said, gosh, we envy the power of the Chinese Communist Party. 
Yeah, it's unreal the way we're mimicking the Marxism and communism of China and playing into the hands, I think, long term. It's really scary. You've been outspoken about Russia's invasion of Ukraine. We're all worried about it. It's the wrong thing. Vladimir Putin did the wrong thing. The continued flow of money. Do you feel that we have a strategy behind it? Are we spending this money wisely in backing Ukraine? Look, we're not spending money wisely on virtually anything in the Biden administration. <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, but this right here is really bad money. And, and part of it is, you know, just like, you know, Donald Trump and Mike Pompeo, uh, you know, in the previous administration, they called out NATO. They called out Germany in particular. Uh, not only are you not meeting your treaty obligation of paying 2% for your uh, defense, you're also uh, weakening the alliance by cutting deals with Russia. And lo and behold, they weakened the alliance. They cut deals with Russia. Uh, Russia saw weakness and it invited aggression. That doesn't excuse what Vladimir Putin did. It's unjust. Uh, and I think it's good. You know, we should help them, but we shouldn't be helping them to the tune of five times the rest of the country, rest of the planet. Uh, and, and when NATO isn't even keeping up their treaty obligations. So there was a vote in the spring that got covered as, you know, a vote of support for NATO. It wasn't a vote of support for NATO. It was a vote for a new strategic concept for NATO. They don't need a new strategic concept. They're a defensive alliance, and they need to meet their treaty obligations. That ought to be non-negotiable as part of our ongoing funding for NATO. And uh, we shouldn't we shouldn't you know fund Ukraine's war for them at a time when we're suffering from readiness and recruiting goals and our own uh, shortages in our own military. I mean, we're weakening and hollowing out our own military. Uh, we're not even securing our own borders, but we're fighting over Ukraine's borders. This is crazy. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's remarkable. It's that globalism uh, sort of it seeps into every aspect of their decision making. Iran, the latest reports of what this deal is, it seems to be even weaker than the deal that Barack Obama negotiated in 15, signed in 16. Your thoughts about where this Iran debate goes in the next few weeks? No, there shouldn't even be a debate. I mean, the idea that they're even negotiating is crazy. Um, and, you know, they're weakening things on Iran. Uh, you know, weakness invites aggression every turn that you look at. And uh, all, all people see when they start negotiating with Joe Biden is weakness. And, you know, that's bad for our country. I mean, especially in foreign affairs. I don't want he's our commander in chief. Uh, he's the guy that's in, in lead of our efforts. And he's also got a weak uh, secretary of state and Anthony Blinken. He's got a pretty useless chain of command. Uh, at least in Lloyd Austin and um, Mark Milley over at the Department of Defense. And, you know, who's surprised then that, uh, you know, the Iran, the Iranian government has taken advantage of that? I mean, uh, hopefully uh, we can find some way not to enter into this deal because, you know, as soon as we it's not a treaty, they're not ratifying it the way our country's supposed to enter into an agreement. And that's what happened when Donald Trump came in. He said, we're not going to be bound by this. And no no future Republican administrations going to feel bound by it either. And the only thing that will happen is Iran will get its money before it gets reversed again. That's a joke that it, it ends up that way. The idea that we negotiate with someone that just fired rockets at our troops in Syria this weekend have been implicated in not one but two assassination plots on our soil in just the last few months. At what point do the Americans tell Joe Biden, listen, you can't do this. You can't be dealing with a country that's this bad. It seems remarkable that Americans aren't more outraged that we're treating Iran with legitimacy, given the illegitimate things they're doing. John, they're at the, the Biden administration is at the negotiating table while the Iranian government has a $1 million bounty out for Mike Pompeo 
our former Secretary of State. This is insane. There should be zero chance we're negotiating with a government that's literally put a bounty on the head of our former Secretary of State. That shouldn't cross partisan lines. It's insane that the Biden administration's even willing to meet with them diplomatically while that's out there. It is. And in any other presidency before this one, it would have been immediately called out. But here there's a deafening silence to calling out such bad behavior. It's mind-boggling. Last question for you, because I know you're real busy. You served in the military. I know you believe in the chain of command. It seems like the chain of command at its top has its eye on things other than military strategy, defense, and security. Is there a way to cure that, or have we created a whole generation of leaders now at the top of the military that are going to lean that way? Look, like so many things, you can you can update your policies, you can change your uh, HR manual, uh, you can go on a retreat and refocus, but at the end of the day, a lot of times you just got to change the people. And when you do it in a broad way, inherently some good people are going to get caught up in it. And I think the, you know, to the extent that there's any grain of truth to the fact that uh, a future Trump administration was going to, at the end of 2020, uh, very aggressively, uh, you know, terminate everyone who is eligible to be terminated pretty much across the government. I think that has to be the plan going into, frankly, every, every part of the administrative state. And unfortunately, that includes our military. The good news is, from my time in the military, you've got, you know, colonels and and one stars and two stars that are that are more than capable of stepping up and doing the work of the next, you know, one or two steps in the chain of command. I think our military can rise to that challenge and maybe be re-energized because it's actually focused on why we have a military to be able to fight and win our nation's wars so that uh, our State Department's equipped to negotiate uh, ongoing peace. Instead, we're hollowing out our military. We're showing weakness at every turn. And it's showing up by the American people saying, we're not going to volunteer to serve in that form of military. Our recruiting goals are low. It's weak in international security. And we've got to fire Joe Biden. Yeah, it really is remarkable. It is. Congressman, it's always an honor to have you on. Thank you for your service to your country, too. We're greatly indebted for that as well. And I can't wait to get you back on again real soon. You're a lot of amazing things going on in this country. we got to stop. Yeah, thanks a lot, John. Hopefully we'll get reinforcements and take back the House soon. I know a lot of people are rooting for that. Thank you, sir. Great to have you on today. You too. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up for the day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. So thankful that you got here. 
We are really grateful for all that you're doing when you listen to us, when you're supporting us. And we're so grateful that such great guests come on the show. Really excited for that. We also have another thing we're grateful for. We have great partners, great sponsors, great advertisers who create great products and services to benefit you. And because you're in the Just the News family, because you're in the John Solomon Reports listenership, they make special offers to you to take advantage of their best products, their best services. One of them does something that I'm so excited about. Uh, they every day are doing firearm safety courses. That You can get access to these from the ffcourse.org. I think we had one of the great rangers on to discuss this. It's a really remarkable product. It comes from a coalition of outdoor regulators in the free states of America. IHEA is what it's called. And they have a website called ffcourse.org ffcourse.org. You go there today, you take one of the accessible online courses. It's easy to learn how to safely shoot, to store and care for your firearm. You also get a chance to build muscle memory and training and skills in a safe way. There is no better way than every year to go through a firearm safety training to keep your mind sharp, your muscle memory worked, your skill set right, and to keep all of the best safety practices you ever had in the front of your mind, not in the back of your mind, in the front of your mind. Our good friends at IHEA, they've done it for us. They've got an affordable special course. All you got to do is go to ffcourse.org today. You're going to get incredible online teaching. I go there. I'm in the middle of taking one right now. ffcourse.org. Go do it today. Go support the IHEA. They are big Second Amendment advocates. They're also big advocates of safe shooting, which is what we all want. Anyone who's a responsible gun owner, that's what we strive for. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports. We'll be back tomorrow, Saturday, with a special edition. Yeah, we got a couple great guests. And then Sunday, a full show, taking advantage of some of the great interviews we've had on the television show, Just the News, Not Noise, this week with Amanda Head. So Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back. We got you covered seven days a week now with the podcast. We hope you like that. We're really grateful that you listen. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, Saturday. And uh, until then, God bless you and God bless this great country of America. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.